Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Green Iron Blitz right here on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and Blog Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez here, going solo today, episode 226. And we're going to have in the house today uh, the D3 champions of 2017, the Arkansas Wildcats. And that would be quarterback Latoya Banquet-Sims and coach Ernest Dukes, the third on the state of the team as we head into the road to Atlanta WFA National Championship 2018. So we'll be talking to them momentarily here and getting their take on their awesome season from 2017, their struggles, as well as this uh, outstanding season in 2018 as they prepare for the D3 playoffs on the road to Georgia. So we'll talk to them in momentarily here. We're also going to recap WFA 2018 Week 10 uh, we're going to preview the WFA bracket. Um, we don't have my co-host today, but uh, we're going to try to do the best we can here within the time allotted. And we're going to kind of dive into the international news and notes from Europe. Uh, that would be in Finland, France, and Germany, as action has happened overseas, as well as we'll dive into Mexico and the Canadian scene in the WWCFL uh, as they get prepared for the playoffs as well in their cross-conference uh, format for this year. So, uh, and big news, the WFA website has completely crashed based on the announcement of the All-Americans, um, you know, the All-Stars for this year. Um, it's a good sign. It means the server is overloaded. It means everybody was going to the website. And so congratulations there to the WFA. Uh, they're trying to get the website up in the last uh, hour or so. I believe it's a server issue. Um, so it's a situation where they might have to call their servicer. It's a situation where they're going to have to expand. Um, and so um, the reaching the limit on the server means that there's not enough capacity for the data that is presented on the website. That means uh, the WFA has a bigger problem now. Before, they had nobody coming to see the site. Now we have too many people coming to see the site. So that's a good thing. And so uh, hats off to them, hashtag growth, as I tweeted out earlier. So we should have a great, great uh, event. So if you're trying to access the WFAProFootball.com uh, WFA right now, I believe the website is still down, um, should be uh, being assessed, I believe. Um, and so uh, it's it, it's been up and down intermittently, but that's a good sign. So like I said, it's something that people are diving into, especially with all this Massey ratings. Massey ratings always gets muddy, always get, it gets intense on the group boards. Uh, there's teams that feel that they deserve, you know, based on their record um, to be in the playoffs. Based on Massey ratings, that's not always the case. It is strength of schedule plus play of competition. So if you are getting blown out, even though you're playing your a schedule on a D3, D2, or D1 level, but you're not putting up enough points, um, that's also taken into account. Um, so it's in really a somewhat fair system, 
Some people would call it a flawed system, which in some instances that could be the case. But overall, it is the only system the WFA has gone through in terms of being a neutral, uh, neutral party that actually decides some of the rankings and ratings. So uh, at this point, a lot of the rankings and ratings were made on Massey. The brackets have been set for this coming weekend. There's a couple games, no uh, games scheduled for Tier 1 in the WFA, Tier 1. It will be June 30th. Uh, hats off to the uh, Arlington Impact for doing their part. They take down the Dallas Elite, the 2017 champions, and now they get to face the red-hot Kansas City Titans with our no-joke football phenom, Brooke Leach out there and Lon Turner and company, and they are rocking. So the Titans have done their part. They're in the mix right now, and they're looking really, really good. Their opportunity is there. There is one obstacle here, and that would be Arlington, as, as is Arlington's obstacle, which is the Titans. So uh, the other matchup will be June 30th, and that will be the Los Angeles Warriors will be taking on the uh, Portland Shockwave. Portland, uh, based on injuries, and the last matchup that they had with the Warriors was not a good outcome. So uh, the Shockwave really, really needs to muster up if they want to make um, you know, want to make it in, in a situation where it's coming into play. So at this point, we're going to see how that works out. D.C. and Atlanta goes forward there. And then Pittsburgh uh, versus Boston once again. So we'll go dive into this in Tier 2 and Tier 3 later in the hour as we get our guests in here in the No Joke Football Huddle. Reminder, No Joke Football Huddle is sponsored by Zazzle.com. You can go to Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Use the daily codes there, and you can literally get leggings, tees, and shirts uh, up to 20% off daily. So uh, let's bring in our guest in the huddle, and that will be LaToya uh, Bankhead Sims and Coach Ernest Dukes of the Arkansas uh, Wildcats, the National Championship 2017 Arkansas Wildcats. Uh, guys, how are you guys doing today? Thanks for making the time. Doing well, doing well. How are you, Oscar? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm just going through this uh, this mud thing, Latoya, that happens every year as we get down to the playoffs, and Massey just sort of just kicks it into gear. And some people are okay with it; other people are irate and not happy. And uh, but it is what it is. And uh, I guess if we gave you the prop here, you are in the playoffs. June 16th, we're taking on Zydeco. And so uh, yes, sir. let's go with you. Uh, what's your feeling here with the Massey ratings? And, I mean, you've been playing this sport for a couple years now, and it gets once we get to this level, a lot of people are either very disappointed or they're just somewhat okay with the system. But uh, it's not perfect by any means. Right. Um, I feel like the Massey rating system, it, it, it works for, I guess, the platform that uh, the WFA is using it for. Um, it just kind of gets a little murky um, in terms of what teams uh, can make or get playoff berths, especially if you have a team that, you know, has had a good season and had to have maybe one or two forfeits due to, you know, scheduling or weather. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, it, it, it's not a perfect system, as you said earlier. Um, so, you know, going into your games, you have to be mindful of that and you have to kind of play with that in mind 
you know, so whether that means, you know, you're trying to score a certain amount of points so that you can get a good Massey rating so that you can have, you know, home field advantage or just so that you can push your team to the playoffs, it gets kind of difficult trying to figure out, you know, what you may get rated after, you know, a tough game or a tough opponent. Now, Latoya, you know, it, it obviously it's a factor by location. So we, we have to be, you know, factual about that. Uh, certain locations right. are lumped together. That makes it tougher for uh, certain teams to stand out, even if they have a good record. It's just a fact right. what it is. The East Coast, uh, your side of the coast, is way tougher rated by Massey than maybe the West Coast. So that's just a fact. And some teams are just not going to get in, you know, no matter uh, right. what kind of schedule they're playing or the points. It just means that somebody's going to be left out. And unfortunately, you know, it doesn't happen every year to the same team, but some, some teams have had the massy curse, as you want, if you want to call it, <laughs> and they just don't get in, <laughs> even though they play, they're playing good ball and they're doing their part and all that. Right. So, um, um, Latoya, let's, and uh, Coach here, let's talk about the, the, the 2017 season because it was a big story for a lot of people that follow you know, women's football in the U.S., you guys uh, were a big story. Uh, the You know, the struggles to go from, you know, a contender to Oregon to make the struggle financially in terms of funding and travel, and then to go back to Pittsburgh and then literally shock the world. Um, tell us a little bit of what happened in terms of the numbers. And I know there was somebody that was affected and there was a team member obviously affected. And so tell us a little bit about that in terms of, how the 2017 season started and then how you got to the midway point And then maybe at this point, Kush, give us the idea of what happened as we got to the playoffs. Okay. Coach, well, I'll let the, you kind of um, take the lead on that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Kelsey Good was one of our players that we uh, had on our team when I first started coaching. And unfortunately she got in an accident and um, died in an accident. So, um, you know, with that motivation and that sadness also at, at the same time, I always promised her that I would bring a, a championship back to Arkansas, you know, through the Arkansas Wildcats, you know. And um, through the years, you know, we went we went up and down. Our first year was 4-3. and three. Uh, My second year, I think we went like 3-3 three and three or something like that. And then we took like a two-year hiatus. And then we came back. And uh, pretty much it was more of – you know, we was like, you know, coach, we want to do it. You know, we want to do this. We want to do that. I said, okay, I'll come back and coach again. So we all came back together. Unfortunately, we started out with, I think it was 16 players. I think it was. And then we ended up with 13. And, and that 13th player was actually, uh, she tore her knee up in uh, the Huntsville game. And then just the struggles from there. <laughs> kind of. And when we played Huntsville, we actually had to uh, finish that game with nine players. So, the, you know, it was just a struggle on top of a struggle. But, um, you know, the way I had to coach them is that to have them use technique and their abilities to do that so they won't get tired, they won't do this, they won't do that, and be as tired. Because that Oregon game was a struggle. People was cramping up. It was just a, it was just a terrible game at, at that time. Um, but we fortunately beat them and then uh, moved on to Pittsburgh and, and once again come to Pittsburgh and tied you know, really, really, you know, once again, cramping and everything else in the locker room. And then uh, second half, I just, you know, coached them up and let them know what we needed to do to beat this, uh, beat that team. And they pulled it off and they executed what my plan and uh, we won. 
Now, Coach Stukes, uh, you come from a military background. I'm a military guy. Um, it, you know, when you're down in numbers, it's really when you got to step up and, and figure out a different method, you know, to execute your plan and all that. So that's a good message that you have there as a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, you know, military, you know, I was an um, uh, Army medic in the Army. Uh, first duty station was I was a tactical uh, field, uh, actually a tank unit, uh, and then my second duty station, a field artillery unit, and then my third duty station, I was a medic in, uh, in the hospital. So, you know, our first duty station, I was attached to combat arms and uh, things like that. So, yeah, we, we know about, you know, doing what we have to do when it comes down to numbers and everything. So, you know, the you know, with the ladies that I have on this team, you know, they gritted it out. They did what they did. They trusted in me. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, Coach Hang, I can't make it to this game, and you know I'm down. My star running back, and but they be they pulled it off. They you know they they sucked it up. They pulled it off, and I have a player on my team. He uh, Erica Williams is gonna give a shout out to her because every uh, game Big she wears out. Kelsey Good. Yeah, she wears Kelsey Good shirt underneath her uh, her uh, pads, you know, and she always look up in the sky and find the brightest area in the sky, and always they say, "Up, oh, that's our angel right there looking down on us." So last year it was just a really really you know, this blessed season that, that we pull it out and then, you know, and we give all that to the good family and we get all that to Kelsey because that's the only way we pull that out. Yeah. Uh, and it Coach, was help from uh, Mr. Reggie Swinton too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coach Dukes, what, what is the mindset when you go into a game and you're lacking those numbers and you're now at the national stage? It had to have been either intimidating or uh, somewhat of a rush mode, right? The, the fact that you arrived in Pittsburgh after everything that's happened, and now you're going to play for a national championship. Yeah, well, the thing, the good, the good part about the way I coach is that I really, I, co- I coach technique and I coach uh, the their positions to make them the best at their position. So was was I a little intimidated? Um, yeah, well, you know, you always get intimidated on that level when you have a team across from you that got, you know, 28, almost 30 players, and you have 12. <laughs> so, you know, that was the intimidation. But as I always tell them, as long as they do their technique, they, they do what I ask them to do, they, um, you know, they follow the league, and they use their athleticism after they use their technique, they'll pull off anything. And that's that's how, you know, pretty much that season went. You know, we told them, well, you know, when we came out of the second half, I broke down the defense for them. They're just going to uh, help beat this team, and they, they executed it perfectly. What did you think of the anarchy when you found out they were going to be the, the the one across from you? With the bigger numbers, as you said before, but overall, the numbers don't really mean much if you don't have enough talent to execute the plays. So it really shows there. Um, you know what your what your method was, but what did you think of Orlando? They got here almost uh, the same kind of concept that you did. They obviously last uh, lost a uh, a team family member, and then uh, they kind of gave their drive that way. So really good story in terms of you and Orlando at the national championship. It was really the story of the year, I think, mm-hmm. for the WFA, the whole WFA. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I always give my opponent. I never underestimate my opponent, you know, and they got there for a reason. Uh, they played very good games in the, in the films that I was watching on them. Um, they they was up against a very very tough opponent. I think it was uh, Toledo Rain. I think that's who they played, and um, and they and Toledo. I think they they was the biggest favorite to win. 
and um, <clears throat> they pulled it off. You know, the 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 coaching down there is, is phenomenal. And then um, as they as you see this season, they they seven and one. So uh, I don't I don't never take my opponent you know for granted at, at any means at all. So I already knew they was going to be a tough opponent. I already knew uh, their number thirty three was going to be a great receiver, great running back. And as you know, we was down in that game in the first couple of quarters. So, you know, yeah. uh, you know, hats off to them. That you know, but I had to, you know, like I said, I had to just coach my team and let them know, focus, do what they need to do, and we'll pull it off. All right, Latoya, let's go to you. Uh, the 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 whole journey as a quarterback, it's got to be like so. Uh, I, I would say I wouldn't say painful, but with the same token you have to be uh, more multitasked as a quarterback, right, at this point as you get in? Because if you're down in numbers, you're just not playing quarterback either, right? Correct. Uh, uh, believe it or not, uh, 2017, my primary positions were uh, defensive end and uh, tight end. So I had already, mm-hmm. you know, was used to playing in different positions. And I'm always willing to, you know, learn or try to master a different skill set so that I can make my team uh, better. Uh, so this year it's definitely been uh, it's been a challenge, that nonetheless. But, you know, I'm up for the challenge, whether that's, you know, you know, missing out on a couple of family functions so I can go hit well, the gym or I can go meet up with my coaches. So, Latoya, is it nice to, to play both sides of the ball? Because I get players, they're on offense, and then they get to tear up somebody on defense. So it's kind of nice in some ways, right? Some ways it is, man. Uh, with this year, uh, the plays where I have had to play defense, I can't quite go as hard because I still have to be uh, aware of, like, you know, my body position and protecting my arm. But it's always fun to get out there and, and to play in the DN spot. I really, truly love that position. All right. So this year you guys have been rocking. And then the the matchups, there's a couple rivalries. Uh, Alabama, unfortunately, could not field the team they would have deserved to be in the playoffs. Uh, Coach Dukes, um, what do you say about Alabama? That home-and-home home series uh, this this couple weeks ago, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alabama was uh, always my biggest worry. Uh, when I watched them on them, they was a Division II team in 2016. They took 2017 off, came back in 2018, a Division three team. So I already knew they were going to be a problem. They they have really, really very good talent on their team. Unfortunately, they were just riddled with injuries at the very beginning of their season. Um, as I was talking to the coach, two of their best defensive players went down in the first game. So, you know, um, I really think they would have gave us a really, really big challenge. It would have been a really, really close game. Win or lose, it would have been a really close game because um, their aggressiveness and their the way they way they coach those girls down there is, is amazing. So uh, yeah, Alabama was my biggest threat, you know, during the season. I was I was really really worried about them. So I'm just glad we kind of pulled it off because a lot of my girls got banged up in that game also. Now you know it was exciting, kind of like the last three weeks of the WFA season. It gets kind of exciting because of the fact that it's crunch time. The Massey ratings come into play. Um, you know mm-hmm. the playoff formats. Uh, a loss is a big deal. Um, so what was your what was your mindset the last three weeks here? As, as, as did you coach anything special at this point, or was it just the same the same mindset one game at a time? Well, I'm always one game at a time because um, every player on my team can also improve on their position. 
always, like I said, I always teach technique. So when I do film session, I'm, I'm constantly on them about technique, 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 what their first responsibility is, and then moving from there. And, um, you know, um, but I don't, I don't jump a game ahead. You know, I don't worry about, um, you know, two games down the line. I, I have to worry about the opponent that I have in front of me once I beat them, and then I start looking at film on the next opponent. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't. As a coach, as a good coach, you don't want to start focusing on because if you start focusing on the championship and then lose in the first round, then you're done. So, you know, you never want to do that. Coach Dukes, recruitment wise, has it made it easier for you when you say, "Hey, we are a championship squad now," for somebody to come on oh, yeah, board and kind of like, you know, it's more of a statement basically. Before, if, if you don't have it. Uh, you know, the, the tier system, I think, in the WFA, by going to a three-tier system, really benefited a lot of teams in terms of marketing and in terms of getting recruitment out. Because before, you were, everybody was lumped into one tier, and you knew that there was only a handful of teams that were going to just show up in, you know, in the championship. Now, uh, I mean, this year, tier three is wide open. It's kind of like the NCAA Mad- March Madness, in a way. There's like 16 <laughs> teams. You have to battle it out just to get to, you know, to get to Atlanta. Um, and it wasn't that way last year. So this year it's even stacked even more for like yourself or Orlando. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the master rankings is always, I, I don't like it at all because, you know, uh, I would rather prefer they yeah, do it by uh, strength, uh, not strength of schedule, but just uh, win total, you know, because uh, <clears throat> a lot of these teams are seven and one and, you know, five and three, and they don't make the playoffs, and it's just unfair for them, even if they had a, a easy squad or whatever, you know. And one of, one of my good friends um, actually uh, suggested they go back to, type, to an NFL type of uh, playoff system when you play the division areas that you do and uh, go from there. But, um, you know, um, we just had a brain part. To answer your question, though, when it comes down to, uh, you know, just Overall, WFA in the, in the, in the uh, Division Three tier, oh, yeah, most definitely made it also easier to recruit because when you say, yeah, we're the 2007 Division champs and we're looking for women to play for our team, you know, most women are like, oh, y'all champions? Oh, yeah, most definitely we're coming along. So, um, like I said, I, last year we started out with 12. I added at least, well, we got 21, I think, on the team now. So, you know, where our goal is to at least get at least 30 on the team uh, for next year, and then we move forward from there. Now, Coach Dukes, do you feel you're a, D, a true D3 uh, market where you feel like you're not going to – because there's teams that feel like they need to go to D2 for whatever reason, and then somehow they downscale. So, I mean, it, th- you do get a D3 championship. So if you can build the yeah. program to a stable 25-27, you know, in that aspect, um, you know, you have to take – always have to take into consideration injuries. I always say you minus mm-hmm. six right off the bat from that number that you that yep. you gained because that's really what's mm-hmm. going to get boiled down to is about six or seven are going to go down no matter what. So you got to yep. be real realistic about that. So at this point, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be very proud of not just your, your team itself, but um, how is the fanfare for the team? Well, the fanfare is actually, it's, 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 it's not, you know, everybody wants to have two, three hundred people at their games. You know, most definitely that will be great. You know, but unfortunately, we don't actually play in Little Rock. We play in Hot Springs, so it's like a 45-minute drive away from Little Rock, you know. So, um, 
you know, with that aspect, a lot of people just don't come just because of travel and fans like that. So uh, when we live streamed the game, it was actually more fans uh, available to see the game. So that actually did help us out last week, um, well, a week before last, I should say. And um, <clears throat> but um, you know, with the with the with the division three, of course, you know, um, I will be considering moving to division two uh, next year if I get a you know a good squad of thirty. The only bad part about that, you know, like you just um, was talking to Toya about, is the region areas is the travel, and it's the money mm-hmm. to right. travel. So it just, it right. just that's going to get really difficult because you know most of them division two teams is Colorado and far places like that to get to. So you know, it, you know. So other than that, that's why I was at, we get to. That's we, why I was mm-hmm. asking because that is the first thing I think on a business side of things. You really have to be true mm-hmm. to that. Can we, yep. you know, achieve the amount of dollars to do that? Because if you can't do mm-hmm. that, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot no matter what during the season. So it's better to be comforted exactly. in maybe D3 and stay that way uh, because of what it is until you grow a program and financially grow as well to kind of compensate for that. But um, LaToya, what, what, uh, how many years have you played? I think you said four years. Am I correct? Uh yeah, four. Uh officially three because we set out one season. So technically three. Well, four years on the squad, right? Or part of the, the Wildcats total. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So Latoya, what have you gotten from the you know, the Wildcats birth, uh, the struggles and everything else? I mean, on a personal level, everybody says football teaches you certain things, even for life skills. So what have you gotten in terms of you know, from the organization at this point, based on everything that's happened in, in the previous three seasons? Uh, I, the one thing that uh, the Wildcats have taught me is about communication. That That is the one thing mm-hmm. that I can say I've, I definitely have uh, learned and in some ways uh, had to uh, uh, improve upon is my communication skills, realizing that not everybody, you know, is – uh, auditory learner. Some people need you to come over there and actually physically show you. While some people you can write it out and they got you. Uh, so that's been uh, <laughs> that's been the one thing that has definitely improved with my uh, interactions with the squad. And then just gaining a whole other uh, family, you know, uh, of sisters and brothers, and with my coaches, with people where I know I can trust them with some, uh, you know, really personal information. People I know that can celebrate with me and then uplift me when I'm down. So that's what the Wildcats have really done for me and my family. Latoya, what 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 moment in Pittsburgh when you guys finally the time clock runs out and you are uh, national champions? What what was that emotion for you? Uh, man, when we when it when it all three zeros hit the clock, it was just like I can't believe that we just did that. And I couldn't do nothing but just look in the sky and say, appreciate that, Kelsey, and thank you, Mama, for holding me down. Uh, that was just a surreal moment, man, because it was just all the hard work from the continual no's that we got from, like, trying to find fields or just trying to find sponsors. It was just like it was all worth it, you know, to see your sisters who, you know, you had struggled with, who at times you might have had disagreements with just to come together and to do something that was bigger than just us, bigger than really the state of Arkansas that's ever seen. It was it was like 
it was un- uh, incredible, man, unbelievable. And just to see my coaches and to have my husband out there with me to uh, witness that, that, it was just amazing, man. Coach Dukes, uh, for you, the effort, the struggles with players, the injuries with players, the, the up-and-down numbers, the the regrouping and the resketching of your playbook, uh, when you get there and, and it finally – in and says you're a national champion. Yeah, it, it like like Victoria said, it was really surreal. Um, through all the struggles that I had personally, you know, with my wife, you know, um, I give her all the thanks and grace and, and, and mercy that she gave me that even just let me coach because there was a lot of struggles there. <laughs> um, and, that, you know, that what made it, you know, even better, you know, that I, you know, as a father, as a husband as a, you know, a coach for these women and everything, and, and you know, kind of be like a life coach to them also, you know, I, I just, it was like, you know, we we sat down, we accomplished something that we, you know, you know we all had a focus on getting to, and it, I think it really kind of set in when, you know, when Miss King gave me that trophy, because I was like, oh my God, this is, this is like, okay, you know, <laughs> this is, we actually did it, we actually, all this travel, the money we didn't spent, the personal sacrifices, the everything, you know, going to Oregon, driving all the way back from Oregon, you know, it was just like, <laughs> wow, you know, this is this is the moment that you make. And like I said, you know, thanks to all those people that sponsored us, the good family, Reggie Swin, that helped us even achieve what we achieved because without them, we, you know, a lot of stuff wouldn't even happen. So, you know, I, I give a big thanks to God, first of all. And, you know, I give a big thanks to my wife for just even allowing me to do it. Give a big thanks to all my players that and all the sponsors, all the family members that had trust in me to just to get these girls what they need to do. And, like I said, it's not about me. It's about it's about the Wildcats. It's about what we accomplished together because no coach can do anything without no players. And, you know, just because I did it with 12, I did it with 12 excellent women that was willing to sacrifice hurt body, broken bones, broke hands, broke knees, broke everything, and still play at the level that they played at. So I give all the thanks to them because, you know, without them, I, I wouldn't have been holding up the trophy at the end of it anyway. It's a memorable story, right? If you think about it, if you're going to sit there as a grandfather, at some point you're going to tell this story. And probably it's not a believable story, right? Because nobody's going to try to believe that, that, this amount of struggle, you get to this and this amount of numbers, and, and then you win the national championships, kind of like a movie in a way. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we as fans last year sort of experienced that. Um, I experienced it as I started dissecting D3, and I'm like, who are these Wildcats? And then, you know, <laughs> you don't get enough information, right, because we're in social media, but we don't get the ins and outs like you do where – you know, you have the mm-hmm. individual players that are out with knee injuries, uh, wrist injuries. You have no idea. I mean, the easiest thing to do is, I've been told by a lot of coaches, is to forfeit. Say, we're forfeiting. Yeah, uh, we're done. Yeah, we, But at the same time, almost... you know, you have to be mindful of health. So sometimes forfeiting is an option. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with the, with the rules um, and, you know, the things, especially the playoffs, and once you get to the playoffs, you know, forfeiting, it's not even in the um, even even, even not in the option. mind frame, you know. Not <laughs> so you know, you like a so we you know we had to come together and get to Oregon. It was just like you know because Ms. King called me, he was like, "You going to Oregon?" I'm like, "Yeah, you going to make that drive?" 
So 36 hours sitting in the car, you know, is crazy. So, and then have to play a football game and then have to drive back 36 hours is crazy. So, you know, like you said, it's like a movie because I told them all the time, ain't, ain't no, nobody ever has won a championship with 12 players, ever. You know, in history of football that I know of, I have never heard of nobody winning a championship with 12 players. You know, and I told them many times, like, y'all crazy. So there's no way I would have been playing like y'all playing with nine players. So some games, they, they won that one game, they had to play with nine players. And we couldn't forfeit it. We couldn't just say, yeah, we quit because we was up that game. So it was like, what do you do? You know, do you finish the game with with the nine that you play or do you forfeit? So it was just like, you know, and like I said, I give it all to them, all to the girls. So they was like, Coach, we're not forfeiting. We're going to go out here, we're going to struggle, we're going to do what we need to do, and we're going to win this game. And that's what they did. Latoya, what what's the the locker room minus the coaches here? Was there anything that everybody just kind of, as girls, just sat down and said, "Hey, we we've arrived and and we got another obstacle." Really, that's what it boiled down to, right? You you make the playoffs, and all of a sudden, good mm-hmm. lord, you know, oh by the way, you need to go to India. That's literally the attitude. <laughs> Not the United States. You got to you got to go to India to make the next round. Uh, you know what I mean? It it seemed like exactly. that kind of a huge hurdle. Um, so it's like, uh, what, what was the atmosphere? Take us into that locker room where you guys find out, okay, we got to go to Oregon now. Um, man, we found out we had to go to Oregon. It was, I don't know. It was like, we were locked in. It's like, we just locked in. We knew, okay, we got to do, we got to do, we got to raise some money. We got to have some, some cookouts, sell some, you know, chicken and hot dog plates to make this money so that we can go up here and show people that we the real deal. You know, the biggest thing uh, with my uh, sisters in their locker room is we respect each other, we respect the people we play, but we also demand and respect in the same aspect. We demand that. And if we're, you know, if if it seems that people don't want to give it to us, we have no problem taking it as well. It's just the approach that we have in that locker room. Everybody just locks in, you know. Whatever we're going through outside of the gridiron, we use that as motivation to push us even harder out there on the gridiron. So, um, you know, my sisters, they're just awesome, man. They're amazing. A lot of times when I'm out there feeling a little shaky about my confidence, I know I got a sister right there on the side that's going to look me in the eye and say, hey, you got this. You confident. We confident in you. We're going to ride out together. And that's just the motto we got. You know, it's it's a good day to be a Wildcat. It's, it's always going to be a good day to be a Wildcat. Uh, Coach Ernest, uh, my recommendation is to get a pen and pencil and start penning that book. I think you'll make some money <laughs> just on that, know, just on that one always, book. Always. You know what I mean? You got to just get your head show, down man. on a piece of paper. Florida, yeah, we need uh, a reality show. I'm just saying, you, you got you to. It is it is a historical moment of 2017 for the WFA. I mean, for the brand, for the sports, uh, the fact that you. Uh, you know, went that to that level and then another level and then ultimately won the prize. That's a huge uh, accomplishment. Um, that's the reason I wanted to bring you guys in this late. I could have done it at the beginning of the season, but then when I see that you guys are back for another run, uh, I said, you know, we got to bring them in at, like right there. When I talked about D3 three weeks ago on the podcast, I was like, we're going to be talking about D3 for the rest of that, but we got to bring the champs in. And so, um, you got our Zydeco uh, coming up this uh, Ju- June 16th. It is an obstacle, no guarantees of a win, obviously, but it's uh, the way you guys have been playing. It just seems on the outside looking in, seems like this 
is going to be uh, maybe a, a win for you guys to move forward. And then it's either Colorado, La Muerte, Utah, or Rocky Mountain as an opponent. But I'm not going to get ahead, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, 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 you know, um, you never, you don't never take a Zadiko for for his, you know, for granted. One, they 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 own eight, and they have the opportunity to go to playoffs. So I know if that was me and I had that opportunity, season is over. It's, it's, we zero zero. Let's the balls to the wall and, and move forward. So they gonna come out with a attitude that we ain't never seen before. So they're gonna play extremely, extremely hard. You know, so we, I don't take them for granted at all. At all, just because we beat them like we beat them, they don't mean absolutely nothing Saturday. So we have to come out there focused and do what we need to do. Like I said, I don't focus on any team. Uh, you know, I focus on my team, and I focus on them playing a perfect game. And when they play perfect game, they can't be beat. You know, um, you know, with the design that we have in place, with me and Coach Dyer that has in place, if they just execute everything that we ask for, they can't be beat. And like like Toy you said, with the attitude that they have and the motivation that they have and the anger and the, the sorrow and everything that they bring onto that football field, it's just a release onto the football field or whatever opponent that they have in front of them. So, you know, <clears throat> with that said, you know, that's that's how we go into this next game. But I don't take Zadiko at all for granted now, because every dog has Zydeco, Zydeco coaching staff, I'm pretty sure it's changed a bit, but Zydeco has been here before in the playoffs as to your mm-hmm. set. To your point, this is a reset. This is what my coach used to tell me in high school. Once you make, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the championship level of attaining a championship, it, it's called a reset. Right off the bat, you got to mm-hmm. just do reset. It's game one, and we have a goal of four or five. You know, whatever the rounds are going to take. So, so that is that is mm-hmm. that is the correct mindset to have. Yeah, like I said, I don't, you know, Zadiko going to come down here and they and, and they, they have a sword to tell themselves, you know, if they, if, with the season that they had. And if they are able to win the championship, you know, you'll be talking to them next year. So, you know, with, with, with you know, everything that we have set up, set, set in stone and set when moving forward, you know, we, we have our eyes on a bigger problem. And with that said, you know, that's how I tell the women all the time. You know, I'm never satisfied. Coach is never satisfied with winning. If it ain't a perfect win, we're not satisfied. We can find flaws in everything we do. So I don't care if they beat teams by 100 points. I'm going to sit and do film session and say, you did this wrong, did that wrong, or did this wrong. And they told you, let you know, I do that all the time. I'm never satisfied because that one mistake can always lead you into a win or a loss. One one miscue, yes, one mistake, if somebody's always at, uh, not in their right position and the game is close, and boom, she throw a pass, and boom, touchdown, and, you know, and we lose. So that's the type of things that I teach my girls. I don't never want them to be out of position. I'd rather you be in position to make a, make a play on the ball instead of being out of position, getting somebody can catch you. You have to chase them down and hope and pray that you can catch them before they score. So, you know, I always, you know, kind of kind of like Coach Boone, I want perfection. <laughs> I want perfection <laughs> from them. So, you know, uh, sure. you know, and that's what I preach, and that's why I always preach. Uh, you know, I'm never satisfied when I, you know, you got to stay low on the line. You got to you got to hit the dog on tight end off the line. You got to follow your blocks through the hole. You got to throw this wide receiver open. This this and then. So I, I just go through the things, you know, just because you know I give them a high five when it happens. But when I go out and look at film session, I'll be like, nope, I, I wasn't satisfied with how it happened. So, you know, but I think that I think that was a, that's a good cue, and they all respect that, and they all so they, these women demand perfection from themselves. So when they see themselves on the film, they be like, oh my god, you know, coach is right. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. So. I think that motivates Looking them also terrible. just to play hard and do it. 
and it kind of goes hand in hand. I think when you, there's two ways to look at it, you know, uh, you either are executing at a high level or you're not executing even at any level. So you got to kind of gauge yourself a lot of times. Um, Coach, the, let's speak about your defense. We have offense here Mm -hmm. on the, on the phone here. Let's speak about the defense. What, what can you tell us who, who we should be looking out for this weekend in terms of names uh, that have stood out for you during the season? Um, everybody has what, what I call beasts on one side of the ball. Is there uh, any mm-hmm. particular people that you can just turn to and say, man, is that person just, you know, they should just not allow that? Well, you know, with Slaughter is I haven't been a beast ever since I didn't played in the WFA. Um, I didn't see this woman break. I didn't see this woman do some things that, you know, to players that I ain't never seen men do. So, I, I you know, this, this, you know, Slaughter is always the, the, the scare factor <laughs> for Zatico. It's like as soon as anybody see her coming, they, like, run away from her. Uh, but, um, you know, with respect to her, you know, she, she's she been playing this game for a long time. I think, she, I think she's going on her 10th season, something like that. So, uh, you know, she's been playing this game for a long time through injuries and everything. So I get mad respect to her. Very good yes, woman, indeed. very good woman, and um, you know, very respectable in the WFA and all or all aspects of the WFA. So, you know, if I have to say anything, Slaughter is those they're they're key to Zatico, and and she's going to bring it this weekend. What about Wildcat D? What who are we need to be looking out for this weekend in terms of the Wildcat? Um, my Wildcat defense Rocky. most definitely Raquel Bell, yeah, <laughs> Rocky Williams. Uh, like right. Williams, uh, she she's gonna bring the bone. I think because um, after the game in uh, in Lafayette, she was going through films. I think she spent about two and a half hours looking at films, talking about, oh man, I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right. I'm gonna make sure I do that better, and this, this, and that, and that. So she's gonna most definitely gonna bring the bone. Um, Laylock would be another one. Unfortunately, she really hurt her ankle in the last game, so I think she'll be sitting out in this that game. Um, Erica Williams, uh, Gwen uh, Edwards, you know, all them. Uh, Mary, they, and, uh, Gwen and uh, E has become monsters in that, uh, you know, and on the trenches, man. Line. Mm-hmm. And and for them to be actually playing at the level that they play for on offense and on defense, yeah, I'm looking for them to um, make a big splash. Even though in uh, Keija Brewer, if you know, unfortunately she had a hand surgery, but that's my defense all star defensive end. And um, if I know she would be making a making a mess of everything if she was out there. Um, Lindsay, mostly, I, I, you know, it's really you really because they, like I said, they play as a unit. So, if you know, they they are learning to trust in each other. They're learning to, hey, if I get here, move that person back. You know, I already know my linebacker is gonna knock her out. So, you know, but just individual wise, those players. But technically, you know, we really try not to point out just individuals because they all play as a family and all play as a unit. But you know, the all stars, you know, the ones I picked for all stars, they all stars for a reason. Now, the All-American uh, All-Stars were announced today, and lo and behold, the WFA site crashed. Was they going to tell you something? Yeah. There's a lot of people. A lot of people mm-hmm. uh, came over. And we've done a lot of fanfare. They've done a good job on social media on every level to kind of promote mm-hmm. everything. So, Deidre Silva out there has done a pretty good job with the WFA in terms of the social media. So, if the server has crashed and has reached its limit, that's got to be a good sign for growth. I mean, some it needs an yes, upgrade. Yes, a lot of people are coming yes, to the site. So branding-wise, it's got to be a great, great deal. Um, 
Coach, you guys are Instagram, uh, like, happy, because I don't think you guys have Twitter, and you guys don't do much on your Facebook, but you guys are, like, literally Instagram happy. So how does the Instagram work out for you guys? Well, yeah, I don't have an Instagram page. Uh, my son does. You know, there's a lot of Ernest Dukes, and there's four of us in this generation. So my son does. And, uh, but, um, you know, I, I really, you know, I try to I be on Facebook every now and then and then like that but but um you know just to keep up with everything like that but i really i'm really not on instagram so i don't have an instagram account yeah most coaches do not have social media by the way most coaches (laughs) do not have social media by the way i'm just telling you right now (laughs) every that that's literally the answer i get i don't got time for that (laughs) But now I'm, yeah, I'm the little I'm... mad lady behind the Instagram and Facebook posts. I'm trying to get our traction up, trying to get our uh, viewer numbers up on both uh, platforms because I've noticed that people kind of uh, migrate more to Instagram. I will tell you right now, uh, Latoya, if you want to get more viewers, you get you get some uh, inexpensive uh, video app, and you just start doing stills up there of, of every weekly every weekly highlights. That's how you get okay, more viewers yeah. out there on the on the page. But, uh, you know, Instagram is good. Uh, The only reason I'm bringing it up is because uh, Instagram is sort of like a uh, I'm there with you moment. You know, if you tell stories, it's kind of like live game day, tidbits with certain players. You know, you can get get a little little fun and you can also do it seriously. But a lot of times it's a little bit more just, hey, you know, come to our game. It's our game day. This is what we do and all that stuff. But it's a a good platform. That's what I'm saying because a lot of people – Sway off Facebook because Facebook for me it becomes so much drama, and the news feed gets mm-hmm. cluttered too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I am the guy that like okay, you're gonna, you're gonna just throw politics in front of me. I don't need that. I'm I'm, I'm a sports guy. I don't need to be thrown all this yeah. stuff. Just throw me sports stuff, you know. So I, it's good. It's good mm-hmm. to have those two platforms. Um, at the same time, has it helped you guys, uh, Latoya, uh, having the Facebook as an example? Has it helped uh, with fans or for recruitment as well? Yes, it definitely uh, has. Um, the great thing about Facebook, you know, you can you can set up events and, you know, we can have uh, teammates and coaches pushing the events and sharing the events. Same with uh, Instagram. We're able to share, you know, when we have car washes or when we have games or just meet and greets. So uh, a lot of people, you know, that's how we recruit. That's how most players have uh, inquired about us. We'll get a Facebook message or an Instagram message, and they'll say, hey, what time do y'all work out or do you have practice? So we, actually, I think we got, what, like two or three people off of uh, Facebook <laughs> from inquiry. Mm-hmm. So that was – Yep. it's um, it's growing for us. We're just, you know, we're still kind of learning, you know, how to navigate and make it uh, tailored to uh, our sports team. So I will, I will give you a tip which I'm a geek always. I'm pretty much a geek all the time. I'm a geek most of the time. But I'll give you a tip. If you get a budget of $300 for the year, you can literally do a $20 post for about 5,000 people on average for every game day. So every game day you can pretty much do a post for 20 and promote, and you could probably reach about 5,000 people. And you can can literally uh, adjust it by location. So zip code, small area location, uh, things like that. So it's it's very impactful once you start learning the intricacies of marketing. It kind of gives you an idea mm-hmm. of like, okay, I can go very cheap, but also very impactful. 
And I think that's the benefit now mm-hmm. because before, you know, and uh, Coach Dukes, you're you're about as old as I am, pretty much, you know, into the forties or yeah, late forties. Uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day, you know, back in the day, you had to do newspaper or magazine ads, and those things were just an arm and a leg. There's just no way. Yep. I mean, there's no way you can put yeah. in you know, two thousand, four thousand, six thousand dollars. It's just not going to happen, especially if you're a small mm-hmm. market team. So Facebook literally exactly. helps small market teams in a way where. You know, if you put up $20 to promote your uh, game day, uh, usually it's a seven-day promotion or a 14-day promotion. Um, a lot of things happen there. And then if the event gets shared by individual players or family members, I mean, you're, you're ballooning on top of the 5000 that you're supposed to get promoted by Facebook. So you can literally reach almost 20,000 fans in a week. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, out of that 20, you, like you said, you hit your target of maybe 300 coming to the game or 500 as a goal. So it's pretty pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So guys, guys, I was just uh, Thank you. kind of you know no problem. I was kind of like uh, if you guys need any help with that, no problem. Just direct message me. I'm I'm pretty much always I don't go to sleep. That's what uh, B J Coletta tells me. But I do sleep actually. <laughs> I, I don't. I do sleep. Um, but you job. So once the 2017 season ended, uh, Coach Dukes, we we get you know obviously. You get you get set for 2018 as soon as that ended, obviously as a coach. But mm-hmm. yep. coming into the season for 2018, um, what was your you know your mindset? Your national champs uh, was it because you have a target on your back now, or everybody's expectations is high? Um, what was your whole mindset? Well, my mindset, um, I literally right after the season, the next month, June, June, July, August, we was back to dream. So I was <laughs> <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally preparing them to play another season like they had played. So I was, I was like, okay, what I need to do is, uh, you know, train them to the point that they can actually play four quarters without getting tired at all. So I wasn't even anticipating right. the numbers getting any bigger. You know, I was anticipating training the ones that I have up. If I get an additional numbers, that's good. But I wasn't really anticipating, like you said, because we wasn't marketing. We wasn't. We were just hoping <laughs> we was getting some uh, people that wanted to come uh, play. You know, so uh, it wasn't like we had a, you know, we recruited, but, you know, it wasn't a lot of people coming out recruits. And then, you know, one recruit, we get eight people come out. And then during the season, all of a sudden, they schedule change. You know, coach, I can't play. I can't do this. I can't do that. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me continue to train these 12 that I have to the point that they can play eight quarters. So literally bear crawls, sprints all type of drills that I picked up from the NFL, having them throwing up out there on the field. and um, But I wasn't really thinking because um, we had a target on our back because I think a lot of people kind of said this was like a Cinderella story. They, they didn't expect us to make it even back to this far. You know, and uh, I like I like flying under the radar because that's the team that shows up and then they you don't know nothing about them. And then it's like, uh-oh, who are these teams? So. You know, I don't like to be on the front street and, you know, our name all out. I like to stay under the radar, you know. Don't, don't be thinking about me because I can sneak up on you. So <laughs> that's, that's totally okay, my, that's, mind that's, my mind. Is. You're under the radar, but as girls, I can tell you, they'd like to be in the spotlight. That's just the way it works. you got to have the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're acting <laughs> yeah, like you're a right. dad. You're acting like a dad, and, <laughs> and the girls don't work that way. That's what I'm just telling you right now. They like the hey, accolades, you know. They like to be, you know. They like, they like the accolades, and they like to get their, you know, their just due, of course, and they deserved it, uh, especially if they put in all that hard work and everything. But overall, oh, yeah. um, that's why. I was... 
Yeah, coaching mm-hmm. women, coach from coaching juniors or coaching men, everybody said it's totally different, totally different uh, atmosphere, and it's also a totally different uh, absorption by the players. Mm-hmm. So, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yes, coaching because men, you know, we 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 watch football, we breathe football, we want to be great football players, you know, regardless if we have no talent or not. Women, on the other hand absorb everything, and they actually do exactly what you say. So if you say get upfield, that's what they're going to do, you know. But you have to literally kind of break it down and be like, okay, you got to get upfield, but you have to also do this, this, that, and that. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, a lot of women, you know, know, they have more aggression than men, but just don't know how to bring it out. You know, men, you know, we'll run into another player, you know, trying to kill Women, you know, some girls will do that. Some girls won't, you know, they – and some girls will tackle real soft, some girls won't. But, you know, coaching women has been an experience because um, you know, when they don't like you, they don't like you. <laughs> when they do, they do. And, you know, it, you know, it is what it is, though. But, you know, it just it, it has been a learning experience, and it has to actually, actually helped me be a better coach because, it you know, you just can't coach women like you coach men. You can't, you can't just be yelling at them all the time and, Cussing them out and you know this this that and that and tell them they ain't this and they ain't that because they just walk off the field quick. So you know they they one they gonna demand respect, but two they also you know gonna give it when you give it back to them. Is it the instant slap on the cheek and then you kind of wake up? Is that the moment? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just being frank with you because I've heard that a lot. Too. Mm-hmm. Pick up there, you know. Uh, it's a different. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a different atmosphere in terms of uh, of a coaching mindset. But at the same time, it's yep. got to be very rewarding when you see uh, an individual player that is came in with no knowledge of football, and now they've achieved yes. something higher. I, I mean, it's got to bring a teary eye to you at, at some point oh, yes. from all the hard work, and then and then the actual end results. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is most definitely. Uh, that was one of the, you know, when we recruit and all the girls, uh, Latoya Bakehand Sims, when I first met her, n- no, no, nothing. <laughs> no football knowledge. No there nothing. we go. We're then talking smack talking now. About no. Yeah, I'm like, I hey, was man, like, I okay. You know? I knew a little bit. <laughs> so when, when I tell you a, a, a sponge of knowledge, a sponge of knowledge, and when you tell her, hey, go look at some defensive ends, go do this, go do that, come back in the next practice, and you know she's been studied, and you know that she's getting better. And, you know, and that that was the good part about coaching. You know, it's like, okay, you know, these women that, that comes in with no, you know, mind frame of football, no skill set of football, but then become great football players. And it's, it's, a, it's a very, very good rewarding feeling. It's good to it's good to hear because a lot of times uh, you get a situation where you know it, the, the team breaks down in a half and they're not in and all of a sudden now we got you know a puzzle that we got to patch up together and that that usually turns into a disaster mode and a lot of people feel like they're not being you know I don't know rewarded in a way for their attributions and stuff so that you can mm-hmm. get into a, a drama field squad and just things go south so I'm glad to hear that you obviously are kind of bonded together and really sticking together in that sense. Um, LaToya, uh, a great challenge this weekend, Academia. They have been here before, uh, before this format in T3. They were obviously uh, part of the, that national scope as well. And then they kind of just, you know, as soon as everything changed in terms of the layout, 
uh, things happen. But they're here again, and as Coach says, they only have to win one game to move on. So is, what do you, how do you look at them? Um, as Coach uh, said previously, I mean, we're, we're not going to take them lightly. We're not going to take them lightly, you know. Um, that's, the, that's the crazy thing about sports. You know, you know, you never know what the underdog will bring to the table. So we just have to continue to have the underdog mindset throughout all of the playoffs, regardless of uh, what our record is. Right now we're back 0-0, zero, zero. you know, and um, just, just, you know, giving them their due respect and not just taking them lightly, you know, studying still, you know, making sure you're working out, making sure you're still reviewing your plays and, talking to one another to make sure that everybody is ready to go into battle because, you know, you never know what people are going to bring to the table. So you just have to, you just have to stay ready. This weekend coach is really going to be interesting in D3 because depending on who moves on, this is going to get even more tighter. Now we're going to, it's like more Mm -hmm. microscope. As we get into the next week, Mm -hmm. you're going to see, you know, two more teams that need to, I mean, it just, it's, I don't know. It's way more exciting than Tier 2 and Tier 1. Tier 1 laid out, and you sort of can pick some of the favorites. But Tier 3 here, like you said, anybody can shock pretty much because it's a brand-new brand new season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think either we play uh, Houston or Austin in the second round. And, as right. you know, Houston gave us a real big problem in um, – when we played them, and we was zero zero at the half, so um, I have mad respect for Houston. They're a very, very, very good team. Um, the team that gave us the most challenging, the, the team they uh, kept us scoreless for a whole half of a football season. I mean, half of a football game. So, um, you know, they're going to they're they're hungry. I already know, and they're going to come down here, and they're they're going to be like if if they if they you know if Houston wins or if they win, but I know if Austin wins, they're going to come down here. With that mind frame of you know we we, we want the uh, division three championship, so and um, and same goes for Houston if they win. So I don't take like I said I have I have all respect for every team that I play. Never take them lightly, um, you know because you can't get lackadaisical when it comes down to football. Because that, that that one time you thinking that oh this is an easy team, and one of your star players can go down, then all of a sudden it's uh oh what do we do? So you know. You know, you never, ever, you know, take a team like that, ever. So, Coach Dukes, you're talking to the mindset of a poor bus that a tire could go flat at any point on the road, right? That's your mindset. You got to worry about that tire. Well, no, well the thing is, I don't I, – with the mindset, I, I got replacement, so I'm not worrying about that. The thing is, what I worry <laughs> about is that, um, you know – you know, if I if I if one of my star players go down, I got a spare to put behind her, so I'm not worried about that. The thing is that I just don't take anybody lightly because you, everybody has a different mind frame. Women come with come with a different mind frame. Everything, you know, I didn't play in a lot of championship games, and I know how I felt when I played my last game compared to what I was playing in my how my mindset was in my first playoff game because it was when to go home. And so you you literally destroy your body in you know every play on play. And some women is going to do that. Now, if we're not willing to do that, you know, then they might just oversee us. So that's why I say it ain't about, you know, having that spirit, you know, having that blowout. I'm not worrying about that, you know, because all my players are great. But, you know, I just I just worry about the mindset because if we don't have that mindset that we're coming in as the division champions, 
division as well, reigning division champion, and we have to have, uh, play every down like it's our last down, then we might lose. That's what I'm saying. All right. So it's been very entertaining talking to you guys because uh, your story is so in- inspiring, uh, especially the 2017 season. So you might you might want to think about writing that book, as I said. Probably get somebody to write mm-hmm. that book. Um, and you <laughs> yeah. might sell a couple of copies. <laughs> You know, because it's, it's a very very interesting story, you know, and it's, it's mm-hmm. an inspiring story. And the fact that you, uh, you know, got from square one, took a season off, came back, you know, those are realities of uh, women's football. You know, and it doesn't happen to every yeah. team, but it does happen to some teams where, you know, like St. Louis, for example, uh, had to close down this year because of whatever reason mm-hmm. they just couldn't build a team or, and they lost a lot of players. So it's, you know, that's a reset that you got to take uh, as an organization. You really have to be mindful about whether you're able to do something in season or not and why even start the season. So a lot of times you really have yeah. to take that into account. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Dukes, I really, really appreciate your time today. Uh, congratulations on your 2017 championship. Looks to us like the Zydeco is up for a challenge this weekend, and that is the Wildcats. Uh, LaToya, I wish you well. Make sure you stay upright. Hopefully there's a shield in front of you and your center is pretty durable. <laughs> and he's been flipping the ball over your head, for example. Uh, but uh, that works out pretty well for you guys. <laughs> and so uh, it looks to me like, you know, you guys are going into this weekend pretty focused. So we were, we're going to look forward to the results on Monday and then see if you guys are moving forward. Like uh, Coach says here, either if you guys win, obviously you get the, an opportunity to for Houston or Austin as your next opponent. Um, otherwise, we will get the Zydeco to decide which the next opponent is. Yes, sir. Um, it's a great, great uh, opportunity for you guys to kind of forge a kind of a legacy and history for this uh, organization. You know, to, to go back-to-back mm-hmm. championships as a goal, it's, it's always hard. So, at this point, it's, it's just a new season, as you're saying, Coach, and it starts on uh, this coming weekend. Yes, sir, it does. And I do really appreciate everything that you do for the WFA, and I really do appreciate you having us on your show tonight. No problem. I, re- I really, really uh, uh, wanted to bring you guys on because you guys deserve the uh, uh, spotlight as well. And uh, this weekend was huge, so that's the reason I wanted to bring you in this weekend because this is the start of the playoffs, and we got a couple rounds going, and it looks to me like you guys are ready and fueled uh, based on the last three weeks. So uh, hats off to you guys and your crew. And uh, we're looking forward to And I will probably touch base with you guys. Hopefully we touch base when you're raising the, uh, the crown in Atlanta. So let's, let's hope that's the case. Yes, sir. Yep, that's the goal. <laughs> All right, Coach Dukes uh, and uh, LaToya, thank you for uh, making the time and uh, the arrangements and uh, all that. I appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to the results on this weekend of our Arkansas Wildcats taking out the Akinea Sideco for the first round here of the Tier 3 National Championship playoffs. So the road to Atlanta is going through Arkansas on this side of the coast, and then uh, on the other side, uh, it looks like Orlando might be in that mix again. So we might be looking at a rematch, Coach. I'm not predicting because I don't have a predicted ball, but uh, that's what everybody's <laughs> hoping for here, kind of a rematch mentality. So, But uh, look forward to Arkansas versus Akadania this weekend, and uh, – is it being Facebook Live at this point, or is there any streaming that we're going to yeah, be looking forward to? Uh, yeah, it'll be, um, uh, I think it's zero. What is, what is it? Yeah, it's, um, it's, 
It's X Zero Sports. They'll be uh, uh, doing the live stream again, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, have the link on to the uh, Wildcat uh, Facebook uh, public page for everybody to see it. Okay, great. So it'll be linked on there, uh, so we can go ahead and share that out. And uh, is it going to be uh, also? Uh, are you going to do an Instagram kind of post out there as well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, great. So we're going to look forward to. Uh, I believe the Instagram is uh, Arkansas Wildcats. Is it football? Yes, sir. Okay, Arkansas Wildcats Arkansas football, all and the then. Way out. And then the uh, our Facebook page is. Uh, Arkansas Wildcats football. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Okay, great. So uh, looking yeah. forward to it. Safe travels, you guys. Uh, when you get to get to a road trip, but point home field advantage feels good. So that's it's got to got to voice well for you guys and squad and staying home and all that with family and everything. So taking yeah, on the D three two thousand seventeen uh, champions, Arkansas Wildcats. So have a great uh, weekend, you guys, uh, and looking forward to this weekend. Yes, sir. You yes, have to do the same. Thank you, Oscar. All right, guys, that was LaToya uh, Bankhead-Sims, and she is the quarterback of the Arkansas Wildcats, 2017 champions, as well as Ernest Dukes III, the coach, national championship coach. And they are going to be taking on the uh, Zydeco, Akinina Zydeco, as well as Tier 3, Houston Power, Austin Outlaws. The winner of that will face, obviously, Acadena versus Arkansas. And then we have La Muerte versus Colorado. Then we're going to have Utah Blitz against the Rocky Mountain Cats, Cincinnati's Sizzle, taking on Toledo Rain. Columbus Vanguards will be taking on the Richmond Black Widows. The Derby City Dynamite will take on runner-up, 2017 runner-up Orlando Anarchy. And talk about a D3, kind of like a March Madness-type mentality, but the summer clash is what I would want to call it, a summer clash, D3, June 16th. We move on June 30th at this point. Tier 2 in the WFA, Everett Rain will be taken on the San Diego Rebellion, and that will be Facebook Live via San Diego Rebellion. And the winner there will take on the Mile High Blaze. It's on June 30th. So at this point, Mile High uh, will receive uh, Everett versus San Diego winner. Uh, call, uh, Colorado Freeze. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Columbus, Columbus um, Comet will be taking on the Philadelphia Phantoms. The winner there will be taking on the New York Sharks, which get the bye. The Miami Fury, uh, Fury taking on the Jacksonville Dixie Blues, and they will be taking on Tampa Bay Inferno, so whoever moves on. So this weekend we have Everett Rain versus San Diego Rebellion. We have Miami Fury versus Jacksonville Dixie Blues. We have the Columbus Comets taking on the Philadelphia Phantoms. Awesome weekend in Tier 2 right there. Competitive, competitive. Miami has been struggling the last couple weeks. This is a reset for them. Hopefully they can come and bring it against Jacksonville. Uh, Between the two teams, they are going to have a huge, huge obstacle. Whoever wins, they'll be taking on uh, the 2017 runner-up in in Tier 2, which is the Tampa Bay Inferno. So that's going to be huge right there. And then you have Everett and San Diego. Um, San Diego, brand-new team this year. Everett's veteran team in the WFA. Looking forward to who's going to come up on top. Both teams have played pretty well down the stretch. At this point, 
It is uh, who will take on Mahai June 30th. Mahai has struggled the last two weeks. Um, this is kind of a, a good week for them to be off and try to make something happen for themselves in terms to get ready for a real competition here, which is the playoffs coming in. And then um, talked about Columbus versus Philly. Columbus has played usually plays Tier 1 competition, so I'm kind of looking forward to see how Columbus there uh, plays against Philadelphia. Philadelphia also plays really tough in Tier 1. So both of these squads are going to go neck and neck as to who wants to meet the New York Sharks for the next round. Tier 1 gets the uh, off week in June 16th, so that's off already. June 30th, uh, Arlington versus Kansas City. Our phenom, Brooke Leash out there, quarterback Bruce Leash, no-joke football athlete. Um, they have had a great season, along with Liz uh, Sowers out there as a combo, uh, and uh, Medez Rosa's out there. And so Kansas City is primed right now after defeating Dallas Elite a couple weeks ago and then taking care of Minnesota Vixen this past weekend. They seem really poised, and they get the week off here, so they're going to be obviously well-rested. Um, so they go June 30th, which is not this week but the following week, they're going to take on Arlington Impact. Arlington coming off this impressive uh, defeat of the Dallas Elite. Dallas Elite uh, basically bounced off the playoffs. It was a every, one team wins, they get in, and Arlington Impact showed that they were the better team. So they're in. They're going to be uh, traveling to Kansas City June 30th. Then we have the uh, PDX Shockwave, the Portland Shockwave. They are going to be taking on the L.A. Warriors. This is a rematch of a couple of weeks ago, and the Warriors own the Shockwave. And so at this point, uh, Portland needs to really muster up. Uh, I don't know how they stand at this point in terms of injuries and all that or roster size, but L.A. is a huge obstacle. So uh, Atlanta versus D.C. So you have the D.C. Divas which is the number one Massey rating club right now, DC Divas with Amanda Congaldi out there and the impressive defense that DC has put together in the last four weeks. Totally awesome, impressive. And they've taken care of Boston and Pittsburgh. And so uh, they are on an all-time high right now. They are playing very awesome ball. And they take on rival Atlanta Phoenix. Atlanta is hosting the national championship this year. So that right there it should be an incentive to take down the D.C. Divas. D.C. looking forward to a return to the spotlight, but uh, it's going to be a hurdle to try to get to, past the Phoenix here. Phoenix has played pretty good ball in the last two weeks. They've rebounded ever since that loss to the fire, um, and so they've kind of woken up a little bit. Boston, Pittsburgh, this is the game of the week in Tier 1. This is the game you don't want to miss. This is the matchup of matchups. you got uh, Baker, Kozu, Horton, um, and you got uh, Smith, Cahill, uh, Zeely. I mean, this is the matchup of matchups. This is the, the game that you want to watch this weekend, uh, this next, not this weekend, but two weeks from now. Boston Renegades, Pittsburgh Passion. Will Boston finally get over the hump here and, and defeat Pittsburgh, or is Pittsburgh just that good? And are we going to see a Pittsburgh-D.C. rematch once again uh, in the playoffs? So the, there it is. This is the, the setting is set for the WFA playoffs. Week 10 made a big, big impression on everybody. But this is the start of the WFA road to Atlanta. 
which is it's going to be hosted by the Atlanta Phoenix. And you can get the details on our Twitter feed. You can go to our Facebook page. You can also go to the WFAProFootball.com site once it's up again because it's been down all day because of excitement and traffic, especially for the announcement of the All-American uh, players that were announced from each team. And so I think that had a huge um, impact for the website going down. You got a bunch of fans, you got family members, you got players, you got coaches, everybody probably going to figure out what's, who's on what team, who got nominated, who did not. Um, so I think that's the reason that the website came down, but I'm pretty sure they're aware of it now. They're looking into it. They're going to have to upgrade their server somehow, but it's a good, it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to have that the fact that you can't access your website today because of so much traffic. So congratulations to um, the WFA uh, leadership out there for doing a good job on social media, for being impactful on social media, and obviously driving more traffic to the website. So uh, congratulations there. So let's uh, move on to the international scene here before we get out of here. So um, want to follow us on Twitter. So you go to Twitter daily for uh, breaking news, NFL tips, and health tips as well. And so you can go to our Twitter feed as well at Gridiron Beauty. Over 6,800 strong followers. We, we don't buy followers on Twitter. So uh, all 6,800 followers are true, loyal, passionate fans that want to follow and love women's American football. So we, re- we appreciate every one of them. And so uh, 6,800 strong. Our goal is to get to 10K. 10K. So share our Twitter feed with your friends. Let them know this is the hub. This is the heartbeat of women's American football. This is global coverage, and we do it very, very awesome. Our network is amazing. We have amazing people from all over the continents. We've built this network over nine years. We're very proud of that. So check out our uh, Twitter feed. It is the number one Twitter site covering women's American football uh, globally. So we cannot be more proud for you guys to make us the number one Twitter site covering women's American football. So thank you for that. You can also go to our Facebook page. Um, Our Facebook page is weekly updates, breaking news, and inspiring stories. And if you go there now, you can pretty much get the rundown of what's going on in women's gridiron internationally, not just in the States. So uh, WWCFL France just uh, completed their championship, the 2008 FFFA Challenge Feminine. As the Molasses Bulldogs, they win their fourth championship versus the Lions de Bordeaux. They defeat the Lions 44-0. to You can check out our Facebook page as Chrissy Baby out there and Sarah Viola. Uh, and you can also watch the game live, full game live via YouTube right there at the Gridiron Beauty's Facebook page. So thanks to um, Chrissy for sending us the link and the information on the YouTube video. So check it out. If you got nothing else to do, a couple, check out the amazing game that happened over in France. And the 2018 champions, Molossus Bulldogs, and hats off to quarterback Sarah Viola out there and her squad for winning their fourth championship, defeating the Lions de Bordeaux 44-0. In Finland, the um, Maple League kicked off this past weekend. Week one of the Maple League, Helsinki Warriors, the champs, 20-8. They defeat the Helsinki Roosters. And then uh, the day before, it was St. Petersburg Valkyries, 20-14 to 14 versus the Tampere Saints. So you can check out the information there on our Facebook page, too, all the links plus the recaps of the games. So week one of the Maple League in 
Finland, E-S-A-J-L. You can get the stats and everything at sajl.fi. So uh, Helsinki Wolverines, Helsinki Roosters, the St. Petersburg Valkyries, and the Tampier Saints. We also have D, uh, D2 and D3 coverage, and we'll post that up on our Twitter as well, so you can get the links there as well for that. In Germany, we have Week 2 action of the ladies' football, the AFVD, and that Berlin Cobras, the champions, undefeated over two weeks now, 30-0 to zero this past week. They took care of Kiel Belki, the Hurricanes. And so uh, the Cobras are 2-0. and They are the multi-multi-time champions of the German League, and their program is outstanding, amazing. Uh, it, they have done a tremendous job of building this program, and they are the best of the best. Um, and then week three, DB1, May's Golden Eagles, 13-6, to taking on uh, defeating the Munich Cowboys. You can get the uh, stuff on there also on our Facebook page on Gridiron Beauties. And then Russia, week one of the Russian league season over in Moscow. It was the Moscow Dragonflies, 28-12 to 12 over the Moscow Cherries. And so we're keeping tabs on that as well via our partner uh, in goal, RU. First in goal, RU. You can check out that information also on our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauties. Let's move on to Canada. At this point in Canada, the 2018 quarterfinals have taken center stage. So this past weekend, the Western Conference, Calgary Rage, 54, Northern Anarchy, zero. The Edmonton Storm in a tremendous battle against the Lethbridge Steel, 44-5. to five. Storm move on to this cross-conference uh, format. And then uh, you're also going to get basically Saskatoon, 16-13. to 13. They defeated Manitoba, the Manitoba Fearless. The Regina Riot get the bye week this past week. And we got some bad inf- bad news to report. Uh, Regina Riot, the uniforms of the Regina Riot were stolen from their van, uh, from their equipment manager's van. So they are posting on social media to try to reach out to see if anybody has seen those uniforms or anybody can come across the van or maybe they got dropped off. Uh, but you can go to our Twitter feed and also uh, page and also the Regina Riot Facebook page to get the information. If you have any information up there in Regina or Saskatchewan of where the uniforms, if they're found, please direct message them in via their social media accounts. Uh, we'd love to get them back. But at this point, they're improvising and they're going to probably have different uniforms for the next round. As soon as the round is announced via the WWCFL, we will go ahead and post that up on our Twitter and Facebook page so you guys are aware of what the matchups are for the cross-conference format for 2018. In Mexico, congratulations to the Master Lady Champions, the Toluca Lobos. They defeated the Titanic de Quetero uh, 22-18, an awesome game. Toluca just literally takes takes it over. It was a great matchup for the first couple quarters, and then in the fourth quarter it takes over. But you can watch the whole game, uh, FFX Masters Lady Championship. You can watch it on our Facebook page via the link from FFX. And so 22 to 18, uh, the Toluca Lobos defeated the Titanus, uh, uh, the Titans of uh, the Raiders, uh, also in the division, the I believe the Extreme Division. The Raiders win 28-0, the championship versus the Jaguars down there. 
and we'll get you the premier final results as soon as they are posted uh, for FX Mexico. We are going to have, in the next couple of weeks, we will have the founder of FXX Mexico, Shell Rosa, and she will give us the insights of the tremendous season that it was for the uh, FFX Mexico uh, 2018 with the Masters Ladies um, Series, as well as the uh, Extreme and the Premier Divisions. Alexfa Division Final, this championship final is going to be coming up this past, this this next weekend. It's going to be Mermirdos, Mermirdos versus Vaqueros, and uh, we will have the link to the um, video, I believe, that they're going to stream uh, as soon as Lexfa announces it. So you don't want to miss that this weekend as well. The 2018 championship, the spring finals championship, Mermirdos versus Vaqueros. Uh, the Liga de the Football del Pacifico, uh, that their championship happened this past week. And uh, thanks to Deportes TVP out of Culiacan and Sinaloa for the highlights. And you can catch the whole championship game live on our Facebook page via Deportes TVP. And that was the Pretty Monsters winning in a route 73-32 to versus the Potros Itzon. And the Potros Itzon looked really good for the last two weeks before coming into this matchup. And all of a sudden, pretty monsters out there just overpowered them. Uh, too many mistakes by Potros, and it's cost them the championship. So take a look at it. Highlights via TVP Deportes, uh, the 2018 Liga de Football del Pacifico Championship, and that's the inaugural championship this year. You also have LFB uh, out in Cancun and Central Mexico, the uh, Tocho Gordon, uh, Tocho, the Golden uh the Golden Tournament, starting week two, and that's uh, Neredes, 34-6 over Sisters of Anarchy. And then uh, you can watch the live, Facebook live uh, streaming of the game, Viva, uh, courtesy of Vivi, which is V-I-V-E, and you can get highlights there as well. So that's what's happening internationally in the game. And you can always stay up to date on everything that's happening in the game at our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauties. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can uh, check out all the shared videos of girls playing American football globally on our YouTube channel and search Great Iron Beauties as well. And you can add us on Snapchat. And this coming weekend for the WFA, as we go look forward to it, we're going to have our own Tracy Brick, who's going to be taking over our Snapchat, trying to get us some feel for WFA uh, playoff uh, feel. So for uh, taking over athlete takeovers, as well as we have no joke football brand specials on our Snapchat. So, Take a look at it, Snapchat. Just search Great Iron Beauty on Snapchat. Follow us on Instagram where we have the uh, talented and amazing legendary uh, Karen Mulligan of the New York Sharks on our gallery. And that's where we spotlight amazing athletes and moments in women's American football. And so check it out on our gallery on Instagram at uh, Instagram forward slash Great Iron Beauties. Um, just kind of like a whirlwind effect. It's going to be a huge tornado Type mentality coming up here this weekend. The WFA spotlighted this weekend. Tier three in the mix. Tier two in the mix. And then in another week, we are going to have all three tiers clashing as to who will go to Atlanta. The road to Atlanta in the WFA. Uh, we were t uh, touting out their hashtag road to Atlanta WFA. So if you guys want to use that, that'll be awesome to keep track of everything that's happening towards the uh, WFA National Championship, so the road to Atlanta, WFA. Use the hashtag there, 
or you can just use our hashtag no joke football. Uh, check out our awesome stuff and our no joke football shop. Uh, the talented Elizabeth Crisante at, out of Instagram. She's uh, obviously sporting her awesome sports bra, the white sports bra. You can get the exclusive sports bra uh, with the design at our Zazzle shop at Zazzle.com. Great Iron Beauties. You can order just today and you can save up to 20% off daily. Use the daily codes. And uh, we want to thank Elizabeth for uh, spotlighting the uh, sports bra for us. Every sale from the No Joke Football Shop, whether it be a tee, leggings, sports bra, or a gift, uh, helps us spotlight another talented athlete uh, in the women's gridiron game internationally as well as domestically. And so overall, the last nine years, we have given out over $3,000 in gear to spotlight amazing, talented athletes out there. So help us out. Go to the uh, No Joke Football Shop at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Just order your stuff. Use our, our coupon codes daily. Save some money. You can also get free shipping if you go to Zazzle Black for about 10 bucks for the year. You get free shipping on everything you want to order from our shop. And if you don't order anything from our shop, it's not a big deal. You can always order stuff from Zazzle and still get the same savings of free shipping. So um, I want to thank uh, the D3 champions, Arkansas Wildcats, for coming into the house. And that was quarterback Latoya Bankhead Sims and coach Ernest Dukes III. And they are excited for the matchup against the Academia Sidico. And then uh, looking forward to see if they're going to face Houston or Austin. So it's huge, huge matchups this weekend. And so it's going to be an exciting brand of American football. And so uh, I can't wait. can't wait. And next week, hopefully, we'll have all our crew back at this point. We should have Louis Bean back. Uh, Troy Wilson should be back. And I believe uh, Holly Custis will also be back. All of these uh, co-hosts that we have on our show obviously have other things to take care of, family and uh, obviously their teams, as Holly's getting ready for that big event that's going to happen July uh, 19th through the 21st. And it's going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, as the best of the West championship, the Seattle Majestics, Texas Elite Spartans, the Utah Falcons, and as well as the um, – I can't forget one more team, right? What's the other team I'm trying to remember? Seattle, Utah. Oh, can't forget. Of course, San Diego Surge. The San Diego Surge. So all those teams are going to be competing uh, in the best of the West championship on july 19th through the 21st so don't miss it make sure you uh make a date for that it should be live streamed as well so it's going to be pretty exciting to have that event happen so uh for oscar lopez and for the absent tracy brick holly custis louise bean and troy wilson uh we'll catch you here next week i want to thank again the arkansas wildcats for coming in and kind of spotlighting their journey and their history and their story uh to uh to the rest of the platform here for us to kind of like figure out where they're going to land this year in 2018, but great job for them in 2017, an amazing, amazing turnaround for 2018. And it is literally the playoff mode now for them. And I, I think they're going to do well this weekend and uh, hopefully they move on to the next round. So we'll catch you here next week on episode 227. And uh, we will uh, bring up the, the rest of the co-hosts here. So share our videos, share our podcast, and you've been listening to the best podcast covering women's American football and NFL news right here. And follow us on TuneIn. Download the TuneIn app and subscribe to us through our Apple podcast. So we'll catch you here next week. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, see you next week.